Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by UE Insurance. We answer 90% of calls within 20 seconds. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think UE. Once again, it is NRL Fantasy Podcast time. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Don Brock to chat. Round three team lists, who to buy, who to sell, who's in, who's out. Dom, uh, many trades for you this week? Uh, probably, yeah. Still um, team needing fixing. Uh, last round was interesting. Picked the wrong captain, picked the wrong bench, made mm. a bad trade. Had a mediocre score, but so did some, everybody else. So yeah. um, didn't end up too... Too badly, yourself? I'm pretty happy with my 21 and just horribly unhappy with the 17 that I'm choosing yes. from that 21 on a weekly basis. I Reserves can't doing get well. that part. Yeah, there's a lot of money in those NPRs. <laughs> Way too much. Uh, days. A lot of, lot of points being left there. Let's crack straight onto the Broncos and the Dragons on Thursday night. Um, things looking a little bit shaky for the Dragons. Broncos, uh, I thought, were very impressive against yep. the Cowboys. Um, with Matt Lodge still one game away from returning, I think that's the same 17 named. Yes, no changes. Um, yeah, that forward pack is firing. Tivide Pangai Jr. was the um, headline act uh, in the game, but uh, Tom Flegler outscored him in fantasy, How I believe. Good. Very cheap. He's in your team, not in your 17. Not in my no, 17. No, no why would not. I do that? Of course not. So you got 54, great score. The rest of those forwards are kind of balancing the scores between them, I think. Mm. I don't know if there's any real obvious guns. Matt Gillett came back to earth a bit. I think he had a score in the mid-30s after his big score in yeah. round one. Well, we, I mean, we kind of... Seabold said after round one that the minutes were inflated yep. by the injuries that they had. Um, so we were expecting their minutes to drop a bit. I think the score probably dropped a bit more than what people were expecting, but certainly um, not a buy and maybe not quite a sell, but will be a sell if it keeps up this week. Um, Pango is destructive, mm. um, but didn't really translate to massive stats or massive uh, fantasy scores. Like you said, Flegler was an absolute beast yeah. um, off the bench, had one particular rampaging run that earned him um, quite a few points, which was nice. Jack Bird, we should probably mention, I think mm. got the highest score... From the match was fifty six yeah. and has yep. made about a hundred grand in in two weeks. So, definite keeper level and probably not. Qu- if he's going to keep this up, it's not necessarily too late to jump on either. Yeah, at this point he's playing like a keeper, as you say. So, yeah, never too uh, early or too late to buy a keeper. At the very least, he's making a lot of money. Um, jumped a hundred grand already, and that will keep rising. Probably another what maybe one hundred and fifty, depending on what mm. his average is. So, um, yep, great buy. Uh, he's in both our teams. Um, yeah, that's that's about it at this point, really. Yep, and uh, a few questions I think last week about David Fafita, um, who certainly minutes have gone up, but no, I've been happy to keep waiting and watching on Fafita until I see. Yeah, some I play. think so. A lot of great players in that pack, as we've said, a bit like the Dragons last year, which means you can't rely on massive scores every week from you know the same players. So, as we saw, Gillette going backwards. Uh, Flegler having a big one, that could swap again this week. So, um, Mm. yeah, I'm going to avoid those Broncos forwards in the short term. Plenty of talking points in the Dragons team. Mm. Corbin Sims finally returns from suspension, bit of the forgotten man, um, but does not push Black Laurie out of the starting side, um, at least according to the Tuesday team list. Wait and keep an eye on the late mail. But um, at this point, Jacob Host and Black Laurie still in the starting team. Um, Corbin returns via the bench. Um, that whole spiny switcheroo seems like it's going to be uh, going on a little while longer. Uh, Michaela Ravalawa, who came down, uh, crashing down to earth with a, a nine. They just could not get him the ball. Um, what was it, Friday night I was out there, yep. Thursday? Um, yeah, nine points was uh, very disappointing after ten tackle busts a week earlier. Um, host. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Look, sometimes the advice doesn't quite pay off, does it, from a, a podcast? What do you mean? Well, so, um, yeah, it didn't happen, did it? It was very, it was very bright, Bryce Cartwright-esque, 60 mm. minutes, a lot of missed tackles, not a lot of tackles. Um, what was his score? 14? 14. Yeah, so he made 38 the week before. His minutes were still high. Uh, missed a lot of tackles. He was still probably better in defence than uh, Luciano Leilua, who came on to replace him uh, for a decent chunk of that game. Uh, if you've got host, I think hold him at this point. We did see him score 38 in round one. Mm. He's playing 60 minutes and or, or a little more uh, in the second row. So for most games, he's going to have to make a lot of tackles at least. You know, This will be one of them you'd expect against a very good Broncos team. So... You know, he's got a have break to improve even. on that. Him and Ravaloa both have a low break even and, still. Yeah, exactly. So, they so cheap. Really struggle. They, um, they're not going to stop uh, yeah. their, their price rises just yet. Kick on to Friday night at GIO Stadium. The Raiders up against the Knights. A um, couple of talking points for the Raiders, one of which is uh, everyone's new favourite mm-hmm. middle forward, John Bateman, is now an edge forward because Joe Tarpin is out with a broken thumb. Um, Ryan Sutton goes to lock. Hudson Young debuts on the bench. Um... Jordan Rappiner, very quiet in his early return from injury, but Chance to call Klockstadt putting up borderline keeper scores in the uh, one jersey. Yeah, so he's uh, been a great early cash cow slash, as you say, borderline keeper. Um, not a lot of fullbacks scoring 40 points a game so far. He's certainly outscoring James Tedesco yeah. um, after a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, Bateman is an interesting one. He got 49 last week, including about 15 points in... Demerits, a bunch mm-hmm. of missed tackles in that. Um, so, you know, he could have still hit another 60 if he defended a little better or at least wrapped up more tackles. Uh, in the edge, on the edge, um, as a second rower this week, you know, expecting his score to drop significantly or? Well, I think his work rate certainly in defence and potentially carries will drop, but he has shown some pretty good attacking now. So he had that try assist yep. where he sort of skipped out wide and, and threw a nice pass. So um, potentially some more busts and potentially assists on that edge. So it'll be interesting to you know wait and see exactly how it affects him. Um, if you've got him, then certainly hold him and I'd be happy to have him in my 17 as to whether I'd buy him this week. Could be an awkward time. I mean, his price is rising. Uh, Tapanay's out for two weeks, one or two weeks. So, yep. you know, all chances are that Bateman is back in that 13 jersey in one or two weeks. So it could be, even if he scores unders this week, you know, a 35 or a 40, he could be back to the 50s in, in a fortnight. So, you know, he's still as cheap as he's going to get, probably, unless he gets a really low score at some point for whatever reason. So I still think he's probably a good buy. But, yeah, as you say, you'd probably prefer to have him in your team already. Um, yeah. Wait and see, yeah. Awkward, awkward time. For sure. Uh, Knights, I think, are unchanged. Uh, yep. Fantasy-wise, uh, Connor Watson is starting to look like a more and more urgent sell. Callum Ponger is undergoing yeah. the very much predicted uh, price correction that we all said was going to happen when he lost the, all those um, run metres and, and busts from fullback. Um, David Clemmer's kicking along mm. quite well. A um, few question marks over some of the forwards. Lockie Fitzgibbon's been um, a bit underwhelming in terms of his you know fantasy potential. Yeah, so the same issue with Fitzgibbon and Watson and Ponga is that the Knights' attack has been stalling a little bit. Uh, Ponga's had that one really good try assist uh, last week, but that's about it. Mm. Um, so his scores could you know, improve if he just has a wow of a game at some point, but at this point that's not happening and he's not getting those run metres and tackle breaks and whatnot from fullback either. Um, yeah, Clemmer's you know, exceeding all expectations, not as a player, but as a fantasy scorer, hitting a couple of 50s. 
playing pretty big minutes as well mm. uh, in a forward pack that's got a lot of good players these days. So very good signs from him. Um, yeah, Fitzgibbon, I don't know. I don't know if he's worth keeping if you've got him. Yeah, he's, he's a borderline keeper at best, I think, anyway. So, yeah. And he was pretty, you know, scored a lot of tries last year. Who knows? Maybe the Knights start to click and he starts scoring tries for fun. But mm. I mean, Callum Ponga loves attacking on that left edge yeah. and, and combined so well with him when he was at fullback. And they, they look like they're going to be doing that again, um, you know, throwing those sort of plays through the trials. I'm surprised, you know, obviously he had a bit of was a calf strain um, yeah. on the weekend. But, yeah, it's uh, certainly worrying signs for Fitzgibbon owners. Second Friday game is the Eels against the Roosters. Um, pretty good signs for the Eels, um, both in real life and in, in fantasy. Um, Blake Ferguson, if you took a punt on him, you enjoyed 92 mm-hmm. points with 300 metres and 10 or so tackle busts and two tries last week. Um, Micah Sivo has held his spot despite George Jennings being named on the bench. Michael Jennings straight back in for Josh Hoffman after a one-game suspension, unsurprisingly. Um, great score for Dylan Brown, who yep. um, is in pretty much everyone's team already. Uh, Sean Lane and also Murata Nukora, if you've got him, uh, a few people took the punt, um, both making some cash. And uh, Reed Marnie, who's been a pretty solid bid ranger, boosted by quite a few attacking stats. Potentially a little bit late to jump on Reed. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? So he's been great if you've got him. Um, but yeah, as you say, those attacking stats had a try assist, a big line break, and a try assist yep. uh, in that last game, scored a try in the first game. So without those, he probably scores certainly closer to 40 than 50. Um, that's been the case with a lot of these guys. So Brown, a try, really helped him yep. his score last week. got 48. Um, at the very least, Brown's defence is really good. Mm. Making mid-20s in tackles, 27, 28, not missing many tackles. So he's probably averaging just over 30 in base stats. Exactly, is... yeah. So he's not like the dominant kicker or anything, but it means if he gets 30 a game, that's great for his price. Um, yeah. And Getting a bit of everything with no real demerits, then you throw in a try like last week and suddenly it's a 50 rather than a 30. And every chance he starts getting a few assists as well. I mean, the Eels have had two wins, so that's mm. good for all these attacking players we're talking about. They come up against a pretty good Roosters team this week, so yep. they could get a bit quiet. Yeah, not great for Sivo's chances either, but um, you know, what did he get last week? Mid-20s? Low 20s, I think. Yeah. yeah, which is all right for a winger who doesn't get a try or anything. So yeah, for sure. He, he just needs a few chances to... Get a big score and bump that price up. The uh, Roosters were very impressive in the first half against Manly. Not quite as much in the second, um, but certainly did enough to win the game. They've lost Brett Morris to a knee injury that's been spoken about a fair bit. Matt Ikuvalu comes in on the wing for him. Uh, Angus Crichton back to the bench mm. um, with all the players back is probably the, the big talking point. Friend uh, and also Cooper Cronk named and presumably will play. That means Radley back at lock, although he hasn't. In two games, he scored poorly at lock and poorly at hooker, so a bit of a worry there. Yeah, uh, we both sold Radley last week, I believe. Yep. Um, I was pretty worried when Jake Friend was ruled out of that game and Radley was named at lock. Mm. I was thinking, what, 40, 50 tackles, and he scored 32, I think, from memory. So, yeah, not not a lot happening from Radley's uh, fantasy scoring this year. Uh, at, you know, After two weeks, we'll see what happens, but um, could be a sell. Uh, yeah, speaking of not a lot happening, Angus Crichton back to the bench. We said this last week that he was likely to start. Obviously, he did because of that big reshuffle. Um, again, I'm expecting him to start, but if not, his price is going to really start dipping. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping for at least two or three more bench games just to really hammer that price down, and then he'll be a appealing buy about round six when we're looking to um, siphon off a few of these sort of peaked mid-rangers. Yeah, him and Tedesco as well. 
Yeah, well, if you don't have Tedesco, then keep a, a big eye on him because 18 round one, 43 round two, his scores are headed up and his price is headed down. He's going to be a, a very appealing buy in a, a week or two, I reckon. And potentially against um, Parramatta, I think it's supposed to be a dry night, which he hasn't enjoyed yet yes. in the first two rounds. Um, might be a few more metres and, and busts on the way for Teddy. Heading into Saturday football, um, a winless Sea Eagles head over to Christchurch to host the Warriors, who came down from a very big round one high to a very big round two low. Um, Tom Travojevic named at fullback, which bumps Brendan Elliott straight out of the team. Cash Cow winger Ruben Garrick holds his spot. Adam Fanua Blake back from suspension. Um, Martin Tapao owners will be hoping that doesn't result in Tapao's minutes dropping like they did in uh, in week one. Uh, Corey Waddell was very good mm. fantasy wise off the bench last week, although it must be said, I think, was it Suley spent time off injured, Brendan Elliott spent time yep. off injured, and then Curtis Siren and yes. HIA early in the second half, so potentially quite inflated. Yeah, and there. no Fanua Blake there as well, so yeah, of course. that changes things a bit. Um, I think we learned from the host experiment not necessarily get too carried away with 38 <laughs> points from a cheapie in his, uh, in his first game Touché. so you know if you need a bargain he's one of them but don't be surprised if you score drops this week uh, yeah Garrick's 33 was pretty good Played last right. week yeah um, really good try assist that one yeah. that big break down the right uh, with a quality uh, cutout pass very cool under pressure against a good team so good signs there um, otherwise yeah they're big guns to power DCE uh, Jake Tabrovic scored well last week. Uh, Tommy Turbo, we'll see how he goes this week if he does play, but he's a very big in. Um, nothing else really from my end on that one. Yeah, we'll have a look at the uh, Warriors, who at this point have named Sam Lasoni on the bench pending a judiciary hearing, um, which we'll know a couple of hours after recording and probably by the time you're listening <laughs> yep. to this in most cases. Um, at that po- at this stage, um, Lachlan Burr, is he worth talking about? He started last week and only got 30-odd minutes for 24, I think. Yeah, I think he's he could be one of these locks. Uh, Hami Sally is another one who starts at lock, which looks really promising, and then he plays about half an hour or 35 mm. minutes, maybe 40 minutes. Um, yeah, and with Isaiah Papali um, on the bench still, he's he was a starter last year. He could easily come into that team at some point. So With, with Blair potentially going to lock, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So if you didn't have Burr now, I probably wouldn't get him no. at this point. If you've got him, I don't know, not an urgent sell, but um, wait and see how he goes this week. Adam Kieran was the big shock. You know, yeah. In both weeks, he's been the big shock. He was great yeah. in round one, 68. He was not great at all uh, last week. Um, final score, what was it, 13. Mm. A lot of missed tackles. Uh, yeah, you know, they're up against a tougher team and away from home. First round, they're up against an easy team at home. This week, they're at uh, they're in Christchurch against Manly, which suggests, you know, another wins mm. a decent chance for the Warriors. So, who knows? Is he going to be in your top 17 this week Kieran? well I'll tell everyone what I'm doing now so you can all do the opposite because <laughs> at the moment it's not going well for me week one I played Kieran in the halves and I left Dylan Brown off okay no success. I played sorry Brown in the halves and left Kieran oh, off okay. so that cost me 38 points yes um so then because of those scores I swapped them and that cost me another what was it 40 almost 40 points yeah um the thinking being Kieran scored well and Brown was only okay so I played Kieran yep what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to leave Kieran on because the Warriors are quote-unquote at home in New Zealand yes. and they're against Manly who haven't been good and I'm going to take Dylan Brown off because they're playing the Roosters who defend really well. Theoretically, that sounds very solid. So We'll see how that goes. That's my theory. 
whichever one doesn't play probably doesn't make my 17 in the reserves. Yeah. Um, so look out for uh, Dylan Brown to somehow score about 80 <laughs> in my NPRs this week. Um, we'll see how yeah, it goes. Yeah, I think Brown's base at least is pretty good. The Roosters will run at him a lot, you'd expect. Yeah. So he could make 25, 30 in tackles at least, where as we've seen, Kieran, uh, yeah, Kieran's base is pretty low if things go badly but uh, if he gets a few attacking stats he can do really well so yeah again I'll probably play Kieran as well it's a bit of a gamble this week but um, yeah I think they can beat Manly yeah that's that's my thinking as well uh, Cowboys host the Sharks at, up at uh, Townsville uh, a few changes for the Cowboys mm. obviously they lost Jason Tamalolo for six to ten weeks uh, with a knee injury he's a sell um, forward pack is fairly predictable with Josh Maguire starting at lock Cooper and Hess the, the second row Jensen joins the bench but they've dropped both their centres or I assume they dropped Justin O'Neill and Tom Upacek out uh, Jordan Kahu moves from fullback to the centres Ben Hampton comes in Tamari Martin shifts from the halves to the back and Jake Clifford is the new 5'8", which I actually like this backline more than what Definitely. they've been running with. Yep. Yeah, Clifford and Hampton are both really good ins, I think. Uh, Clifford's a big uh, potential star of the future, so good yep. to see him get a go. And they need you know, they need a bit of extra with no Tamalolo in that team. So, uh, yeah, the ramifications of Tamalolo being out, do we think Jordan McLean's going to do well? He's, he's actually done pretty well already, a couple of 50-odd scores. Well, yeah, the obvious ones are McLean and Maguire, and they've both yep. been sort of going okay. Already, as is. Yep. Um, I don't know if there's going to be huge um, individual gains for anyone, or just share a bit more around. Yeah. Um, just because Tamil was out doesn't mean there's, you know, everyone else is going to get a million meters. But um, what does it mean for? I've got Michael Morgan, who I'm certainly holding, despite 26 last week. A yep. lot of people running with Jordan Carr, who, who now yeah. is playing in a position where we've got a pretty long history of him not scoring too well. Yes. I was going to ask you the same question. I think it probably, I mean, he got 33 last week, which is pretty good for with his. With a try. With a try, which is, well, yeah. <laughs> Less good if you think about that. The actual score for his price is, is good. Um, yeah, he really needs, you know, either tries for himself or a lot of tries for his team with the goals. Mm. Um, I don't know if he keeps the goal kicking with, is Clifford a kicker as well? Clifford is a kicker. Yeah, so if he loses that and plays in the centres and starts scoring low Teens, 20s, yeah. then it could be time to move him on, see how he goes this week first. Uh, yeah, I think a wait and see for all those. Morgan, as you say, is a hold as well. Maybe one more wait and see on Kahu with a still a lowish break even, but I'd be, I think he's if, going to If be... you've got another alternative that you can jump onto easily, yeah. then this could be the week. Uh, Sharks, they uh, they got the job done despite a pretty ordinary second half against the Titans. Um, Andrew Fafita, who was my captain, um, I think he scored a 35 in the first half, mm. then got a rest and came back, and he worked his way from 35 down to about 30 in his first 10 minutes on field. We just, it's like he was trying to miss tackles. He was running <laughs> after blokes and just, just sticking an arm out. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that was kind of frustrating. They've uh, they've got Bronson Sherry in the uh, reserves with Sasai Fecky and Matt Moylan both named in the back line despite possible knee strains. That's one to watch out for in the late mail. Uh, Sean Johnson hit back with a big score after being quiet in round one. Um, and it would be remiss of me not to mention Britton Nakora, who's quickly becoming just my favourite player going around. Unbelievable start to his fantasy career, more importantly, and to a lesser extent, his actual NRL career. Uh, yeah, two scores in the 60s, uh, best cash cow of the year thus far. I mean, like, he's playing great. Is he a chance yeah. of holding that spot long-term when Graham yeah. comes back ahead of Capel? 
Absolutely. Yeah, Graham in for Capewell, who goes, is actually a pretty good utility, Capewell. We yep. saw him on the wing last week, which dented his score, unfortunately, but because he can play centre, he can play wing, he can be useful off the bench, I think. Um, based on how that team's going and the combination that Nakora has with Johnson, I think when Wade Graham does come back, he comes back for uh, for Capewell. I mean, Wade's a, a left-edge player and Nakora's on the right. So, so it fits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bronson Sherry, yeah, interesting. If he gets a run on the wing, I mean, I personally wouldn't be rushing him in just based on that. Mm. Um, he is a centre, but we've seen in the preseason uh, he can be a really destructive player. So he's someone that we've been uh, keeping an eye on. Lots of people have him in their teams already, just expecting him to get a call up uh, early in the season. This is pretty early. Um, those of us who don't have him, we're preferring that he comes in around six or seven when we're getting rid of the cash cows that have peaked. So, yeah, either way, if he does come in, it'll be very interesting to see how he goes. Uh, at this point, as you say, Fecky's named, uh, Matt Moylan's named, so as things stand, he won't play. But, uh, yeah, good team list to, to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Uh, last Saturday game, the Panthers take footy out to Carrington Park at Bathurst. Um, they somehow got the job done, courtesy of a uh, James Maloney defensive mm. performance which we don't Amazing. say too often, but uh, he was he was fantastic, credit where it's due. Um, saved the match with a try-saving tackle and put a few big shots on. Um, Score-wise, I don't really remember anything too eye-catching from this game for the, the Panthers. Yeah, there wasn't really. Um, Dylan Edwards, I think people are considering trading out. He's mm-hmm. had a couple of quietish games to start the season. People were hoping for what, 40, 45 a game. Lots of, lots of tackle breaks and it hasn't really happened uh, yet. The Panthers in general haven't really clicked as uh, people would have hoped at the start of the season but, you know, early days. Um, Nathan Cleary, again, I think he got 41 or something. Not yeah, a, it's a bit underwhelming. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't trade him out. No, he's a keeper. It's not panic stations exactly. unless they're you know, really looks like he's going to be off the ball this year or gets an injury. I think he's probably a season-long hold, ideally. Yep. So, yeah, nothing really in terms of buys or sells at this point. Um, yeah, what are we just... thinking? Um, Harme Selly got rushed into a few teams when he's starting round one but yeah. hasn't really put a score together. Yeah, so he got about half an hour, I think, um, starting uh, at lock last week. He came on for the last five minutes as well. Uh, that's his first game back after apparently picking up an arm injury in round one it wasn't a broken arm so it's hard to know if that you know those stints last week were based on him being a little injured or not um yeah at this point it doesn't look like he's going to be a massive minute player and he's not a huge you know Blake Laurie style point a minute guy either so yeah possible sell he's still so cheap so if he gets a 30 or 35 he'll get a Mm. good bump in his price so yeah could wait a week on that one um, otherwise, yeah, apart from Cleary, I don't know if there's a lot of great buys in that team. No, I don't think so either. Mansour returns from injury, but I certainly want to see a few scores out exactly. of him before I jump on. Frank Winnerstein's starting, but he's been a noted fantasy dud in the uh, past. Yes. 37 included a try last week. I know he's starting this week, but he was getting 30 points in 80 minutes at Manly when he was there. So. Yeah. Not much to like Not there. Not particularly cheap. Um, yeah. Storm, unchanged. Um just winning all their games, which they tend to do at this time of year, as for as long as I can remember, pretty much. Yep. Um, Score-wise, Cameron Smith is the obvious one, make him a captain. Um, anyone else you would have from this team? Not really. Um, Smith is it. He's in surprisingly few teams at this point. I think mm. uh, Cook's the most popular captain. Fafida is second. 
I think Smith's down at fifth or something. He's, mm. he's pretty expensive. He wasn't the number one player last year, so a lot of people have steered clear so far. But he's um, he's scoring great so far, outscoring Cook, 68 last week. Um, so, yeah, great captaincy option if you can afford him. Go straight on to the Tigers up against the Bulldogs. Tigers, top of the ladder and scoring lots of points. Flying. Um, to be fair, their opposition hasn't given them too stern of a, a working over yet, but I'm not sure that's going to change this mm. week with the uh, the Bulldogs. So any of the Tigers guys who've been scoring well, you'd think is going to happen for another week. Um, my guy, Luke Garner, going very nicely, making yep. plenty of cash. Um, if anyone's interested in Moses Embai, he busted, I think, 10 tackles in his comeback from a knee injury um, on the weekend. Uh, elsewhere, well, Robbie Farrell obviously is probably the main yeah. talking point. There's no way he's going to keep up. You know, he's Are we going to say this every week? <laughs> Robbie Farrell can't keep this up. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a try or two against the Bulldogs, but. No, true. Yeah, three, what, three tries in two weeks, three try assists in the first half or something pretty quick. Yeah. Last uh, week, yeah, a couple of scores in the 70s, absolutely killing it. Um, I mean, he's he's been a good fantasy player for a very long time, apart yeah. from that one year, really, where he split his time with uh, Cook. So, uh, yeah, you know, people who have started the season with him have, have liked out. He's going great. Alex Twell had a really big game as well last week, 60-odd mm. points in 55 minutes. Um, Why do you go so much better in round two than round one? Yeah, I don't know. Where, like, he, he, he started both weeks. He started week one, and people thought, oh, he's going to be even better this year, and a lot yeah. of people started him, and he didn't do much. If you kept him after that, then you're laughing. Yeah, so his scoring round one was, what, in the 30s or something? Yeah, mid-30s. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, Dylan Napper got 60-odd this week, so it can happen sometimes for front rowers. Uh, 12's got a lot of potential. Uh, you just want that consistency, I suppose, mm. if you're thinking of him as a, as a keeper or a borderline keeper. Ryan Madison has hit 250s as well. Yeah. Really good start from him at the Tigers. We'll have a look at the Bulldogs, and there are mass changes. Um, I don't know if I'm going to read them all out, but some of the uh, obvious ones, Meany to fullback, Hoppawati to centre, Montoya um, and Crichton out, Ockenbord debuts on the wing, Reese Martin is into the 17, but on the bench, um, Faitala Marina, Fulalo also dropped, Harry Wirinara into the starting team. Uh, Fantasy-wise, like you said, Napa went well. Um, Lockie Lewis putting up very consistent mm. numbers despite uh, not probably playing great at the moment. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think you and I both got Tolman, don't we? He's yeah, yeah. And he did fine last week, I think 43. 43. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, capable of playing big minutes, gets through a lot of tackles, gets decent metres with the ball in hand. So he's going along fine. Um, I've got Napper as well, actually. was almost mm. selling him last week, so uh, we'll hold for a few weeks after that score. Certainly. Uh, otherwise, people have um, Holland in the centres, who has not been scoring well. As we've said, he probably needs a few try-scoring or setting-up plays, and the dogs are not playing great at this stage. So until that changes, I would steer clear of their backline options. Nick Meany, thoughts? Yeah, I think he will make... I'll give him the exact same review that I gave Dylan Apper at the start of the year, yep. which is if he plays consistent NRL, he will make some money, but whether it's worth a spot in your 21 yep. and or trading him in and out is the question that you kind of need to decide for yourself. He, I think he played five NRL games last year for the night, so he's available at something of a discount based on what you think his potential yeah. is. Another year older and potentially has gotten better in that time. He scored okay at the Knights, though, I think, so he's not incredibly not cheap or anything. So. Correct, yeah, about 30, average yeah. 30, I think. Um, and I think he's priced at 25, so... Yeah. yeah. There are Some upside, options, but yeah. certainly a long way from must-have. 
Uh, last game of the round is the Bunnies up against the Titans. I'm anticipating Souths to win this quite comfortably, so if you've got any of their attacking players who've been going well, uh, Sam Burgess, even Cam Murray, who scored two yeah. tries, Damian Cook, who's in a lot of teams, um, Braden Burns, who I think might gonna be in my team by the time this game kicks off. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those guys should uh, be pretty good. Yeah, Burns has been terrific. Uh, he's in my team. He's in Damien Cook's team. Cook yeah, him a big rap. And Damn his, Cookie. Should have <laughs> listened to him. Exactly. Um, yeah, this whole storyline of him pretty much taking Inglis's spot uh, in the centres and forcing Inglis to switch sides is, at the very least, a good story. He's been great. He's been outplaying Inglis in the first two games. Mm-hmm. Um, scored 65 on the weekend, which is fantastic. Cook, sure 63. Did. Still a great captain. Uh, Cameron Murray, as you mentioned, scored tries in both his games. So he's got a couple of 50s mm. scores in the 50s, uh, which is all well and good. I was kind of hoping for scores 50 and up you know, without the try. Without the try. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a weird one, and these scores have been really good, and now I'm considering you know, not trading at this point, obviously, but possibly upgrading at some point this year when those tries dry up. Um, yeah, Sam Burgess has been also flying. He's got, I think he's got three tries in a couple of games. Been really uh, enjoying that spot on the uh, on the edge. So I mean, that in itself is good for Murray's you know job mm. security. He'll be lock all year if Sam Burgess is carving up on the edge as he is. I don't know if you've come across this story yet, but I spoke to Ken Murray in the sheds after their win on the weekend. Um, this story will be going up on NRL.com I think on Wednesday. Mm. But little little, I did see the story little the scoop way. for the yes. podcast listeners if you uh, if you're interested. Um, that uh, the main angle of the story is Cameron Murray very keen to increase his minutes. Um, currently, feel like his match fitness isn't quite up to eighty, and Wayne's giving him a rest, but he really wants to be an eighty-minute player, and he's going to try and work his way up in terms of the minutes. So whether whether Wayne likes that plan as much as Cameron Murray Fingers does is, is, is another question, but one to watch out for. Um, last but not least, we've got the Titans. Um, been pretty disappointing so far, both um, fantasy-wise and NRL-wise. Uh, other than Jai Arrow, who went from not too bad in round one to absolutely explosive in round two, 300-odd metres, tackle busts, yep. denied a try by about a blade of grass as well, which would have just about got him to the 100 mark. Yeah, amazing game. Yeah, he didn't quite get any Dalian points, but he got 81 <laughs> points where it matters in fantasy. Uh, yeah, great option. He's a captaincy option as well. Yep. Um, he did score 45 or something in round one, which is a bit under for what you want for a captain, but 80 this week, as you say, without a try. He can easily get 60, you know, and up on mm. any given, you know, against any opponent and against this um, this. Have they got the Sharks team? No, Rabbitohs team, yeah. He's going to be really busy, you know, at the very least in defence you'd expect against that Rabbitohs pack. So, yeah, uh, yeah great option, great buy at any time. Uh, Nathan Peets, who I think you talked about. I very strongly considered him, and then there are a few reasons why I went without. Yeah, the um, hipster um, Reed Marnie, I thought. Yeah. A little more expensive, but yeah. another guy who could average 50, and he is averaging 50 so far. Um yeah, he's playing 80 minutes. They haven't got a bench hooker at this point. They've got uh, utilities on the bench instead. So as long as that, you know, remains, then Pete's could keep hitting 50 points. Yep. I don't know. I'm not really considering him, but are you considering? Oh, not now. No, if I'd started with him, I'd be reasonably happy. But, I'd, yeah, it's probably a little bit late. to. You, it's one of those ones that you would have wanted to be on right from the start to be worthwhile. I think at some point we're going to see Mitch Rain yeah. um, get some, some bench time as well. So probably not one to buy, but well done if you uh, took the punt. Bryce Cartwright's playing 60 minutes a game. Yeah, how's he scoring? Yeah, not good. Yeah. That's Question time. <laughs> <laughs> I can get my laptop... Firing. There we go. 
Um, why don't we start with uh, Pete Beecroft, who writes thoughts on Capewell to Bird. Bird likely to pass Capewell's price soon and scoring better regardless. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's quite worth it. Capewell hasn't been you know, playing the house down like Bird is, but he's still trucking along, got 30 on the weekend, got 43, I'm going to say, in round one. Yeah. 42 maybe, but yeah, yeah. Which is fine. You want 40 points a game. It's only been two games. Um, Spent I'm, half an hour doing not much on the wing as well sh- last exactly, week. Exactly, yeah, yeah, which hurt his uh, scoring. So, I mean, Bird's great. Uh, get Bird in if you can, but you don't have to do a straight centre-for-centre centre swap. This is one of the advantages of the 21-man squad. This year you can trade, you know, stick anyone on the bench and then swap any position for any other position. So uh, there's no real harm in having a few more centres than you need at this point in the year where it's all about making money. Uh, rather than having a you know perfectly mm. balanced squad, so yeah, I'd get Bird in, see if he can get someone else who really is misfiring, rather than Capewell. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Capewell um, ideally is a sell just yet. Um, question from it's almost the same question from NRL Fantasy, quite generic sounding. Is Burns or Capewell a better option looking forward, considering Rabbits' upcoming games and Sharks consistently going to the right edge? Um, if it's a choice of buying one of those two, I would take Braden Burns over Capewell. Yes, same. Um, yeah, the fact Burns can be uh, used in the back three as well. He's a dual position winger, fullback, and centre is very handy. Uh, Capewell's dual position second row, which isn't as valuable. We've got a lot of good back rowers yep. uh, at Fantasy this year, and Burns is flying, as you say. He can get a lot of uh, tries and assists and breaks and things. So, yeah, goodbye. Uh, William Fielding wants to know, um, with Tamalolo six to ten weeks out, um, he's a sell. Yes, I agree with that. Definitely. Um, who are the best second row options to replace him with, considering... Uh, are you looking at this question? I don't know what that means. I am. Considering TS percent. Don't know. What is that? Uh, and state of origin. Well, who are the best options to replace Tamalolo with? <laughs> yeah, I mean, origin, I, th- I don't know. I kind of ignore it at this stage. Yeah, I mean, same. these days, with the draw as it is, it's one by that origin players miss that everyone else doesn't miss like one one round so not too much of a concern especially for head-to-head it's pretty much zero concern so just get the best players um jay arrows going great as we've just said uh jake turbo is always a captaincy option got another try on the weekend so those two are the big guns otherwise go cheaper options who are going to make money you know bateman if you haven't got him sam burgess if you think he can sam burgess yeah do you think that's going to happen um, I think he's got more tries in him. He's not going to score in every week, but... If he gets 50s, that's fine. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. he's going to be back to being a pretty reliable option this year. Yep. Uh, Paul Burns, thoughts on Nick Meany as a potential cash cow? Is job security something to be wary of? I mean, job security, I guess, is the fact that he's just been brought in in a big reshuffle, but I would expect Dean Pay to give this kind of lineup a few games to see yeah. how they go. If he completely reshuffles his team again in two or three weeks. Yeah, that's it's not going to look great. Almost curtains for Dean Pay. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, so I mean, security pretty good. It's more it's more the scoring and the money making, as we said. Yeah, agree. He's got to hit thirty five a game probably to be uh, worth trading in. Um, I mean, he's kind of a Charles Nickel Clogstad type buy, I suppose. That kind of price. Yep. Um, but it's whether yeah. he can... You'd want 40s. I mean, like he averaged yeah. 30 last year, which... And see, in case on, but hitting those 40s, you know, he's probably a safer option than those cheaper guys for money-making potential. So, yeah, probably not. I would at least have one week's exactly. look. Like you can afford get, to see how it goes. He's yeah. not going to jump in price too much. Uh, Clem Beaverson asks, what's the go with Isaiah Papali'i? 
What's the go? Well, he's on the bench again this week. Uh, he's someone I was considering in the preseason as a potential buyer. I think he's priced at around 40. He scored really close to 50 last year when playing 80 minutes. He can play 80 minutes on an edge. Um, that could happen later on. Uh, at this stage, if he stays on the bench for a few weeks, at least he's in that bracket of guys like yeah, Crichton, Tedesco, Ponga maybe, who are dropping price and could be a good pickup later on. So I'd wait and see. Yeah, I mean, the go is he's on the bench and not getting enough minutes. So if you've got him, get rid of him. And yeah. if you don't, then wait till he's starting. See what happens. Basically. Yeah. Uh, John Maloney is not sure what to do with Josh Hodgson. It's his uh, backup hooker. But um, at that price, I want bigger scores. Is he a sell? I don't know why so many people have him. Yeah, we did talk about at the start of the season that he's not really a fantasy kind of player. Like, great player, obviously, but he scores about 45 points a game even when he plays really well, uh, for the most part. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's a sell. I didn't think it was a buy to start with. And there are guys who are cheaper and scoring as well, and there are guys who are more expensive who are scoring much better. So, yeah, yeah. see if you can get someone else. I agree. So, uh, Sidelined asks, is downgrading Josh Hodgson to uh, Reed Marnie a good idea? Already have Cook and need to free up some cash. Uh, it probably is. I mean, you'd prefer to have done it a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, Marnie's still got money to make, obviously. Uh, don't be surprised if they score about the same from here on out. You've freed up a mm. bit of money at least. So, I mean, Reed Marnie's in my team. Hodgson isn't, so in that sense, yeah. Frees up a bit of cash. It could end up being slightly sideways. Yeah. Um, Points-wise, I think it probably is sideways, but you do make some cash from the trade. Yep. Yeah, why not do that? Um, Sinkinator asks, um, is there a cheapie worth trading Garrick out for this week or is it better to wait for Payne Haas in a few weeks? Well, I don't know why you'd be trading Garrick after he just scored 33. Yeah, it's a double no for that one. So Garrick, <laughs> Garrick I'd hold after that score. 33 is absolutely fine for his price. A few more 30s and you're laughing. Uh, Payne Haas, look, at, at no point am I considering Payne Haas at this stage. He's going to be... No. I mean, we've seen Flegler come in and get a big score on the weekend, but... He got, what, 10 minutes the round before? Yeah. Haas is coming into an absolutely stacked forward pack. Yeah. He, he might not even bump Flegler out at this, at this stage. So, yeah. There are... see Flegler play? There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good rookies. He will probably get a chance at some point. Bronson Sherry's one. You know, Lomax, if he gets a start in the centres. Uh, Haas, maybe, but... Yeah, uh, not yeah. for now. At this point, keep Garrick. Uh, I agree. Killian Amini asks, I've uh, been pretty thin in the wing fullback area, thinking of using the Tamalolo cash, trading out Kotrick to get Oates and Ferguson. This sounds like chasing last week's points to it me. It does. I mean, wingers are risky. Those two are going to be good. I mean, as far as wingers go, Ferguson, huge chance of being the biggest, you know, meter eater amongst the wingers this year as he was last year. Oates will probably be the top try scorer this season. So they're not yeah. terrible options, but I prefer to go fullbacks. Um, they're more reliable in fantasy generally. Uh, if you're getting rid, of, getting rid of Kotrick, I mean, Tedesco is cheaper than he was. He's going to have to get a big score at some point. Yeah. This could be the round. Um, so I'd probably do that instead if you can afford it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Scott McCormick, uh, thinking about trading Dylan Edwards to Braden Burns to then upgrade Garrick or Ravalawa to someone. Um, we'll only have three fullbacks for upgrade to another position. Currently you have Chancellor Clock sat Dylan Edwards, Ruben Garrick and Ravalawa. Well you definitely one keeper short or one reliable scorer short, I should say, at this point. Yeah, so Edwards to Burns was his first question. I like that, I yeah, think. I like that too. Um, I would Burns keep, seems definitely reliable. keep Garrick for now. 
Yes, Garrett Keep. I'll, I'll, I'll be keeping Ravalara as well. He got 10 tackle breaks in a game. That's a good sign. Mm. Uh, did nothing last week. But if he holds his spot and you know gets a lot of busts every second week, then that will do the trick. We'll see how it goes. Which, you know, is it the norm that he's going to have a big game or a really quiet game? We can't really tell after two rounds, so hold him for now. I think. Yep, agree. Um, Fergus Falder, who do I bring in for Kerrit Holland? There's plenty of good centres. Heaps of good centres. Jack Bird, get Braden Burns. Bird, Burns, Nick Cora. Yeah, one of those three. Bateman. If you've got Kerrit Holland, you probably don't have one of those three, so whichever yep. one you don't have, jump on. Easy. Uh, Josh McGowan, McGovern? McGovern. Josh McGovern. Should I, pray, should I trade Josh Papali thinking about Paul Vaughan? Uh, yeah, I like it. So Papali was really good last year, it's I think. Been a pretty good scorer for a while. Yeah. Uh, he was good last year. Played at lock last year for Murray. Playing yeah, I think prop, prop this might year. Be his minutes and his Similar scoring. role, obviously, but um, minutes usually goes down. Uh, and they've got a lot of lock options. You know, Bateman's the number one choice, but even this week with um, Tapene out, Bateman moves to the second row and they bring in uh, Ryan Sutton, I think, at lock. So yep. Papali looks like he's going to be a prop all year. Hit-ups will be his thing. Minutes won't be the um, number one priority, so I don't think he's going to be a keeper at this point. Paul Vaughan, borderline keeper. What are your thoughts? He's been a great scorer in the past. Yeah. But was it two years ago? He was yeah. just, he went from, I think it was his first year at the Dragons, he just went absolutely sensational. Yeah. And then last year, they had a problem where everyone was taking points off each other. Yeah, I mean, um, it's less of an issue this year with no DeBellin there. Uh, Tyson Frizzell's not there for another few weeks. At least one or two weeks, yeah. yeah Corbin but, back this week's worth noting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still not convinced Vaughan's going to be a massive scorer. Yeah, I don't know if I... Probably got a tiny bit of upside compared to last year with DeBellin yeah. out long term, but yeah. Bit risky. Doesn't really answer his question. Have you got an answer for his question? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, you could take a punt on like a, you know, a cheaper, like Dylan Napper keeping up his scoring yeah. or. Yeah, I mean, I prefer to do that. I prefer to either go someone who's cheap and definitely going to make some money or someone who's real top of the line. You know, top three in their position, kind of. For feeder to power type. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I agree. see if you can find money to do that or, or go a cheapie. For sure. Bazinga SC writes, uh, Matt Moylan and Michaela Ravalawa to Braden Burns and Jack Bird. Is that worth two trades? Um, Burns and Bird are the hot topics at the moment. Yeah, they're both good trades, as we've said. Ravalawa, I th- would like to keep a bit longer, but who knows? Yeah. Moylan, I'm happy, happy to sell. I'm happy to sell Moylan, yes. Yeah, struggling with it an East strain and... I mean, I know he's moved from 5'8 to fullback this year, but I don't think we've really seen dramatic differences in his scoring. He's never been a super fantasy scorer. Yeah. Um, Bill Capital has Tim Glasby, who's starting with him and me- meeting his break-even, but was hoping for bigger minutes. Um, again, not really a fantasy guy. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? Thinking of upgrading to Sam Burgess, that's probably a good move. Can uh, do him on trade, certainly. Yeah. Uh, Glasby, yeah, if you bought him, he wanted him to be a cash cow, and he isn't, so I'd trade. Uh, Sadio Klopp thinking about trading Nathan Cleary for Sean Johnson. I would not do that. Definitely not, yeah. Cleary's been, he's done very little so far, and he's still hit two scores in the 40s. We saw a second half of last year, he averaged 60 when the Panthers were really flying, so definite hold. Cameron Ashcroft thinking about trading Jacob Host to Braden Burns, um, which gets Ravalawa out of his playing 17. Um, other than host ideally being a hold this week, I don't mind the rest of that. It certainly strengthens the 17, which is worth thinking about. Uh, yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, host, I think, still has a little bit of upside, but you know, his his peak is probably high 30s or 40. Uh, as we've seen, Burns can hit 65. So, 
yeah, don't yeah. mind it. If you're playing for overall and you get an extra 40 or 50 points a week or 30 points a week, whatever the, the upgrade is, that's worth thinking about as well. Yep. Uh, Christopher Holden, how much would you reasonably want to earn cash-wise to justify a trade? Um, because he's thinking of trading out Junior Totola for Sam Burgess and uh, Tom Eisenhuth to Braden Burns. Yeah, I don't know if those two parts of the question quite... I mean, you want to earn as much money as possible, but in mm. those two cases, he's got two guys who are kind of not making money and mm. bringing in a, what, a keeper and a cash cow slash keeper. They both look like upgrades to me. Well, you're fantastic trades, and I guess to answer the question, what do you want, 50 to 100 grand per, per trade if you're going to start... Yeah, I mean, what ideally, you cash. I mean, you hope that you cash cows, you know, jump, you know, ten points on their break even, which is about one hundred and fifty grand. The really good ones make more than that, but you know, you can't get that out of every trade. So, yeah, if you make good trades, they're good trades. Don't worry about the price so much. Thick and little asks uh, Josh McGuire goodbye with Tamalolo out. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, he hit fifty or fifty four last week. Was that him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's a keeper and he's not a cash cow. That, I mean, he's a big minute starting player at Brisbane, so yeah. he's not, yeah, I don't it, see the upside really. He's not cheap. He's not one of those top elite Fafita type scorers, so I'd look elsewhere personally. Uh, Huddy J has some very specific draft questions. I'll see what I can do for you. Okay. Um, Meany or Gagai, if you can take one? Mm. Well, I don't know. Gag on the wing and hope that he gets a lot of action for Yeah, I mean, he was player of the series in origin on the wing, but he's not getting much ball on that right side outside Inglis at the moment with everything going left. I'd almost take a pun on Meany from those two. Okay, let's go Meany. Sure. Um, uh, Does he look for coverage for Michael Morgan, such as Brooks? Well... You want coverage in a draft team. You want backups. Yeah. So get doesn't somebody. break the rest of your team. Yep. Um, last but not least, hold Terrapo as a stock trade. Already have Alvaro, who's better. Oh, Alvaro's better. Alvaro's certainly better. Yeah. And guaranteed to be in the team, unlike Penny Terrapo, who yes. is available this week, but not named in the 17. And probably, if he's not on game day, won't be until they have an injury or need to make some changes due to losing. Yep. So many questions this week. So I don't know many how questions. Might be running out of time. See if we can get through one or two more. Um, should we wrap it up there? Let's wrap it up there. You don't want any more? Or can you see any other? It's something a bit repetitive down the bottom there. Yeah, I've seen one that says host. Seriously, need to talk about host. <laughs> I feel like we have talked about host. We have. Is <laughs> there anything else to say? Look, we regret it. <laughs> we apologise to our listeners. We did it to ourselves as well, if <laughs> it makes you feel better. I traded him in this week. Like, I'm suffering yeah. as much as anyone. Me too, me too. Yeah. But um, look, I'm crossing my fingers he'll get 33. <laughs> 33 That's the or better is the, is the bar that we need to meet. Yeah, it's uh, it's call time on this eventful podcast. Uh, plenty more podcasts this week. We got uh, Steve Renoff on Wednesday, Jamie Soward on Friday. I'm back with Craig Wing on Sunday for the Sunday session. We've got fantasy video going up on Wednesday. Lone Scouts late mail and Q and A on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Late mail fantasy podcast on Thursday as well. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's right, the Late Mail crew. Um, so much fantasy goodness, podcast so goodness much everywhere. Goodness. Um, and we'll be back this time next week. Thanks for joining us. Yeah.